Hey everybody, welcome back to the cast. Mike and I are super excited to be back with you. This is our second episode after our long hiatus and we are, um, we wish we were coming to you under slightly better circumstances, but (laughs) in the meantime, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Here we are again in the world of purely digital church in most places. I know there's some who are still kind of toughing it out. Yeah, in for a some reason, potentially presumptuous faith kind of way. Whatever. Um, but here we are: digital church world, digital connect groups, digital prayer meetings, digital like team meetings. Sam and I are on a a team that we call the Rule of Life team, and we're meeting. Um, well, depending on when this airs, I don't know. But we met on Zoom <laughs> uh, to try to figure out the rule of life for, for church. Like, um, teams are going all online. But here's the thing that, um, you know, my wife and I were talking about, Emily, um, is right now, if there's ever a time for, like, blatant consumeristic church hopping, it's like now. Oh, 100%. Right? Because... It's all available, right? And like never has there been all of a sudden this oversaturation of church content from every church that you wish you could have attended if you lived in that space or whatever, mm. right? Um, and I don't know, it's something that, that we've been chatting about, about what does it look like to be a, a faithful community member in the digital church age where you literally, I know you and I joked about it the one time, Sam, saying like, we can go hit up like a morning mass online at <laughs> uh, like 8 a.m. Yeah. and then go to our church at 10.30 and then go to the next one at, you know, go hit up, you know, I don't know, C3 Toronto, then Sanctus, and then go to Village Church out in BC. And we hit it all. And it's like the whole day just da- just down down the line. Um, and to be fair, like, you know, for the first couple of weeks, I know a lot of churches and leaders have been doing that to just see what other people are doing. Yeah. I watched Hillsongs. I watched Elevations. I watched C3 Toronto's. I watched... Uh, Village Church. I watched Sanctus's. Um, yes, I watched Sanctus's this week too. Shout out to John Thompson, excellent preacher. Great series on the spiritual gifts. I'm just saying, it's kind of foundational even in our uh, in our context. But regardless of that, the point is, we were thinking about this because because what does it mean? Where there's like where there literally is no almost limit on the options out there. How do you find? and become and and commit to a church community right like that's kind of i think a new question we have to ask ourselves and and all the implications of that right for both uh congregations and and pastors right because you know if there's ever a time straight up where idolatry comparison um competition yeah is just like could could potentially be rampant right among in church it could, it's now when everybody's kind of like seeing the same stuff, trying to do the same things or like 
seeing well you're also seeing the, the the benefit of some bigger church systems right that have a lot more tools and resources and access to studios and office spaces and as a small church plan of 120 right it's like we don't got an office yeah we don't got a staff <laughs> like all these different things that that could potentially go on and, and so yeah we were just talking about that what does it actually mean uh, to be, you know, a, a committed, faithful community church member right now in this digital space where, like, church hopping is literally what we do Sundays now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's it's true. I This is a funny question for me because I think I don't have a ton of experience, honestly, with physical church hopping. Um, I remember when I was first kind of, we'll say, I don't know, rediscovering my childhood faith as an adult. I definitely tried a few churches out. Which... Which you should, yeah, hundred percent. So, like, so I think as as a like means of discovery, um, it's fine. I think I hope people aren't making a regular habit of like leaving their church that they've dug in for a long time. And I mean, hopefully, people aren't leaving churches during a time where churches kind of offline, or, like it's online, it's not in person or anything. Um, which I don't know if that's what we're talking about tonight. I think you're more talking about sampling, kind of the. The whole platter of of experiences on on display. Yeah, like I, like I think the the tension that, that that at least I've I've heard some people talk about and and even you just you you think about is more or less the like how does how does the idea of shallow connection translate into the church world now, right? Because like before. You know, to be in a physical space meant that you had to kind of show up at on the at the right time, mm. right? Drive somewhere, make a commitment, get up, actually shower. You know. Yeah, I kind of wonder if now that a lot of churches have gone online, and I know a lot of churches actually have like online campuses already. Mm-hmm. If after this is all over, people are just going to tune to the online campus anyway. Well, the thing is, is I'm actually fine with that. Because I'd actually, I do believe online engagement is real engagement. Like this is not somehow, you know, um, like knockoff brand church. I think it's real church. It's just different. It's not necessarily complete because I think the access point of an online service into a real physical location is going to happen, right? People are going to want to join unless they're like across the world or something like that. Um, I do think it's going to create a, and I think it's going to create a, an easier pathway to that kind of expression of church. Um, that people maybe were against before, but now all of a sudden it's like, well, it's worked or it's met a need or whatever. Um, but no, I, I think for me, it's, yeah, it's that, but that is a related question. The point of like, what, what does it mean to be someone who engages online with the church when you could be in person? Is that somehow less than or in, and I, I don't think it's less than, I just don't think it's completed. Yeah. Right. I think it's um, and, in in because you're the goal but here's the thing and this is something that maybe we need to clarify too is i'm not talking about like seekers right people who don't believe yet in fact if you are someone who you know doesn't believe in jesus man sample every church you can yeah right it's true like find one that 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 fits kind of your um demographic your feel like at least you know make sure they actually preach the bible that's a good first step you know you don't want some kind of like even if it's not what you agree with, I'd rather you go to a church that's honest and you hear what Jesus actually meant and you reject that than some false version. So like find someone who's preaching the Bible, a little more probably conservative theologically, but then like jump around and see it, like explore the different communities. Cause I think that's actually good if you don't know Jesus to find a spot that fits. 
But like if you're already committed to a church before all this happened, right? And then it all kind of obviously church as normal shifted and you're, you know, you're, you're going through 18 different churches or, you know, you're, you're plugging in to, you know, I've had people from different places want to like ask about, you know, prayer times and connect groups, which are great. And we're like, Hey, join in. It's fine. Um, but I think part of the, 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 the fe- not fear, that's a bad word. Part of the concern as a pastor is saying, okay, well, you know, is, is this community that we have formed a, yeah, like a, a, a single kind of appetizer on your Sunday morning, you know, dinner plate, or, or are you actually committed to the community? Are you committed to being here? And I feel like, you know, on, on, on the digital landscape, there's a much greater temptation to, honestly, to this place of consumerism. Yeah. Right? That... You know, I like this preacher. I like this thing. Because at the end of the day, like, and this is just highlighting something that's already true, right? Because right now, on every given week, right, regardless of whether there's COVID or not, every preacher that's better than your current preacher, because every preacher, you know, there's someone who's better than them, right, is available via podcast, via, you know, um, YouTube or whatever it is. So it's not like this isn't a real thing already. The difference was that physical space, right? That like I still have this this flesh and blood community I'm part of, and now that that's not around, I think what will I think what what, what begins to happen is you begin seeing, hey, like I can just I I can be shallowly committed in a bunch of different places, and what does that look like? I think it looks like this: you probably don't show up to the live stream, right? Mm. Um, to chat with people, yeah. you're not part of a digital connect group. You're you're not at prayer. You just happen to watch the sermon at some point. And again, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, watch the sermon anytime. Please do right yeah. and comment on it and tell me why you don't agree with it. I'd love to engage with you. But if you are a Christian, like whatever church you're at, be it our church, or another church, like it's committing to those times that they've set. It's it's still checking in to your teams. It's still doing all this stuff that I think um, the fringe community members like this is like that time where, where the consumerism can just kind of like get so much higher yeah and and i feel like you begin to realize again why you love a community or not at this time and and i don't it, like it was just this question that emily and i were talking about like what like is is church hopping a bad thing right now i don't know if it's a bad thing i like because like again once church is done it's like i can put on another sermon right right like it is what it is. Yeah, I think it's more about that commitment piece. If that makes sense, I think. I think it, I think it is definitely identif- like exposing maybe um, something in us. Like I think if our response to to this is that oh, this is the way I want to engage with church. Like the thing, the thing with online church is if you are going to online church as a consumer, then it's not asking anything of you. Like mm-hmm. it's not asking you to invest the time to show up, to to leave your house. You can watch it in your pajamas it's not asking you to like engage take notes nod uh you know give the preacher any encouragement because you can just sit there watch it you could be on your phone half of it barely listening um there's no accountability really for your participation you don't have to participate in worship um you can like you know i know some of us have been doing um different forms different forms of worship kind of prior to the service and Mm -hmm. um but like you don't have to do that. There's no one. There's no one forcing you to. <laughs> I mean, I know some people show up late anyway. 
because um, you know I, I made Church a joke people. about this in my last my last sermon that some people are just here for the word, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like it's it's really there's no risk. You don't have any skin in the game if you're just watching a video. Yeah, right. And and again, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to to get a lot of good content into your soul. I think the the fear is going to be yeah how 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 consumeristic could this make us mm-hmm. right um, and again I mean the church because I want to be clear like if you're not a Christian like straight up that you have no skin in the game anyway so you watching in your pajamas is actually a win for us so please do that right we we want you to just engage right. Um, and be part of what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, so, and, and that's where, I don't know, it was just one of those questions that like with this whole thing, especially now because you're seeing churches kind of pivot in, in weird directions. Yeah. Um, where like, they're becoming like, like n- almost like, um, like daily night show hosts, you know, like, you know, like, yeah. like, yeah. like the church Colbert's and stuff yep. coming out and these people are like doing like nightly um, like almost like Emily says that they're like TV show hosts now. So all these pastors are like trying to like be the, these personalities that you know before weren't, or, or or like you know some churches trying to put out full, um, almost like lifestyle hacks on the, like, and it just it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just like in in this space right now, are we saturating ourselves? with content i don't know i'm just wrestling with a lot of that stuff because like i do think there's a level of of consistent engagement that must be done in the church right especially because we are a word and worship kind of community right we teach things we think about things we process things we pray through things but it's just interesting to me to see like in a purely digital space what we feel the church's job is now yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that out loud a little bit. Like, none of this is actually really form thoughts, um, which is what the cast is <laughs> a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Do you want to hear some of my half form thoughts about this? Yeah. So, so I've been thinking about this a lot too, but in a slightly different way because I've been reflecting on um, what this means for more liturgical and sacramental churches. So, obviously, the Catholic Church uh, for them, like communion is central to the, the whole experience and you can't mm. get communion there unless it's consecrated and, and like distributed by kind of by the priest ultimately it, i mean deacons can distribute it too but but it has to be consecrated by the priest or else it's not literally the body and blood of christ um and so you can't make that like that experience cannot happen online they they don't get to do that there it's the catholic church and lutherans and anglicans too um to a lesser extent like you really have to be there and you have to take part of it it's a very active service there the smells and bells as as andrew said um several episodes back you know the incense the uh you know the the whole atmosphere of it the the chants everything that you do back it's it's not passive in any way whereas evangelical churches are more like they are well suited to an online experience because it focuses ultimately culminates in the preaching of the word largely. And even the worship, the way we do worship is, you know, it's kind of one section of the service 
and it's songs that are familiar to people. So you can sing along in your living room, right? Like there's not, there's, it's not the call and response kind of deal that they have um, in some of the older churches. And so I do wonder about that too. Like, I wonder what this actually says about evangelical churches and the way that we actually tailor, like our churches are already fairly consumeristic or they can be right now we've just removed the last piece that makes people active participants rather than just consumers. Um, and it doesn't really change the structure of our service at all in, in how it's delivered. Yeah. Like, and that's, it's a good methodological question, right? Because then it gets to the point of should communion be so tightly controlled? Oh yeah, I and I right, like I'm definitely it, not it, a Catholic as far as my theology about communion goes. Like I don't think the priest has to consecrate it and then it be then something magically happens. Like I like I do think it is in some way the real presence of Christ, but I don't think that it has to be done this specific uh ritualistic way. Well no, so I think that 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 might be a challenge to some of those high liturgical churches, right? The not even high liturgically, because because you can still go through liturgy. I think in a digital space, it's different. But the, those kind of like more ritualistic based churches that um, have a high view of of you know the, the 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 priestly classes and things like that. That this is like a situation like this, right, where we have to truly empower the ordinary believer to lead in communion, mm-hmm. to lead in baptism, right. Like we were doing that when we were still meeting in small groups. I, I'd say a little thing at the end of the service saying like, hey, if you want to get dunked, go in the bathtub mm-hmm. and do it, right? Like because there has to be, a, 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 I think, an empowerment of, of the people of God. I do think, obviously, that there is spaces and, prop, and, and, and you know, um, definite offices of the church that Jesus, um, through, you know, the Apostle Paul and different things, sets up, of course. So I'm not saying like it's mm-hmm. like a free-for-all or anything. Um, but... I think that, that there is interesting methodological questions about that, right? Is Because all those things are based out of, you know, methodological choices and cultural choices that have lasted ages. And it's true. And some of them, you know, some of the, the Apostles' Creeds obviously go back to the historic church. And we want to honor that. Um, but I would say, yeah, it's pushing on every, on every kind of methodological paradigm right now, right? Mm-hmm. And asking the question, right, what is... What is the and this and this and this might be the question, right? Like, what is effective in the mission of God in this moment, and and how do we define that? Like, what's the purpose of ultimately the church, right? Because it's very ecclesiological. <laughs> I can't even say the word, Sam. Ecclesiological, because like. You know, I know there's some churches who actually for this, for them right now, this moment, mm-hmm. um, other than, you know, the, the the evident hungering for the body being together, mm-hmm. this fits in with their missional strategy. Like, I know some oh, yeah. churches that, that like, their sites are full recorded worship and word given, and there's a local pastor who pastors people, but that's, like... So like it actually doesn't affect how they do it in, in, in some ways. This is purely in line yeah. with that. And and then That's there's true. those think, who would say that the 
the church is only a worshiping body of true believers, right? Much yeah. more that Catholic older school stuff. And so I think it is a question of what the church is, uh, what the mission of the church is. Um, and, and and it's not either or totally, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. I think it's more that 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 tension. But but yeah, I, I would say it's it's just as it exposes different issues, right, in the different camps. Definitely, definitely. Right? Because yep. I don't want to just throw the evangelicals under the bus, but like... I feel like the evangelical movement or whatever that's that 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 wing of of the church probably was better suited for this moment for sure to still engage um I guess we you we could have a discussion whether that's good or bad yeah <laughs> right but for sure that that is that is definitely a question I think you can be all faithful Christians of all stripes can disagree on that one um but yeah like I I think there's a lot of drawbacks to some of the ways that evangelical church in general has chosen to do church but i will certainly agree that we are better set up for this exact moment right now and i'm glad i am part of an evangelical church in a moment like this because i still feel like um, our rhythms are less disrupted i feel like we can still carry the mission out we can still do church in many of the same ways and i don't um as much as i want to be together with people that is really the main piece that we can't reproduce at all is is just the physical it's the physical thing 100 percent. because here's the thing too like in the digital space like like this one when it comes to church and church mission like i like the barrier to entry is so low right now mm-hmm. and and i guess in, in a church like ours right where you can literally just invite a friend with a link right yes but here's the thing if you're not evangelizing and talking about jesus in the physical world like we really think they all of a sudden you're going to start inviting people people to church in the digital world, right? So like I think mm-hmm. it's it actually like doesn't the mission only moves forward if we actually are missional people, right? Like you can really re- re- like get rid of every barrier possible, and if Christians aren't actually about the mission of God, reaching people, they're not going to do it, right? Yeah. And so I, I think it's it's yeah systemically maybe the evangelical church is better, but actually at the end of the day, if if believers like like are not willing to pivot. And, and do this in the real world well, not real world we are in the real world but you know what i mean the physical world right yeah uh like it's not going to even translate like so there actually might be some better like these these kind of these kind of youtube catholic priests right who are um pretty popular some 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 of them right they're perfectly suited for a moment like this and they're catholic yeah right they, they, they might not be able to do all the all, all the liturgy and all that stuff as you said but like so I just think that it's actually exposing that. Like, I remember that actually was the thing that in my own heart was like, you know, like right now, yeah, it's literally just a a link. Hey, come join me at church today and come, right? And I kept questioning in my own heart, like, if I'm not willing to do that when life was what we used to call normal, I better start training my heart now. Yeah. Like, I want to make sure that I'm a missional person now, right? Because as a pastor, yeah, I kind of have an in. If someone finds out you're a pastor, you can invite them to church and whatever. And, you know, so it's kind of easier for me at some time. Sometimes it's harder, but, you know, uh, but there is still that, that element of challenging my own heart to say, like, I don't care if it's digital, physical, whatever. If I'm not a missional person, then I'm not going to be a part of that. Um, so although I would say systemically, yes, we are better set up to pivot in this way. And, and especially for us being young, right as a young church like most people know how to use 
Google Hangouts or Zoom or something, right? Mm. Um, that we were willing to do that. And we're trying to be innovative. Like we, again, have no office space. We have no studio space. So we're doing videos in different locations. We're having like digital watch parties for church, which I think is such a cool idea. Um, having like this, you know, Zoom kind of worship uh, thing happening. Like we're trying to do these things and, and be embodied enough. Um, but I also think it's because we are in a system that really wants people in the room. Yeah. Because we think that get them in a room, they're going to hear about Jesus or have this experience, right? Um, and so I do think probably in the same way that maybe a Catholic or high liturgy church feels the digital in- disruption, we'll call it, definitely a charismatic Canadian evangelical, just want to make sure people get that. We're not American evangelical. That's a whole other conversation. Um, church, you know, that that tangible, what we would call the presence of God, that blessing on community. I think that's what potentially is missing. Yeah. Like, do I believe God's at work in all the live streams? 100%. Of course, people are getting saved. We're hearing stories of like different churches that are still doing like these salvation calls online and getting people coming. It's great. It's amazing. I'm glad to hear it, right? Uh, but there's this communal blessing God gives in the scripture, I believe, right? That he He dwells in that place. And over the digital interface, I believe God obviously works. And He, when we gather together as a church, his spirit is not confined by bodies or or space. So he's there. Uh, but I feel like that, that palpable atmospheric thing, um, is still missing in, 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 in the church and hopefully people get hungry for that. Like that we desire that, that point of connection with God as well, communally. Um, if that makes sense a little bit, like I, I, I that's gotta be worked out, I think too, for me, but. Well, I think the best thing that can come of this, like for the church is that hopefully, hopefully we come back hungrier for that. Hopefully we mm-hmm. come back not taking Sunday morning for granted and, and we worship louder than ever before and encourage our preacher louder than ever before and, and really just hug each other extra tight. You know, like I, I want to see, I want to see us really, uh, express our love for our community and not take it for granted because it's I think I think we do take it for granted you know we do it weekly but it's a it's a precious thing we have yeah 100 percent uh 100 and I think I hope I think um I pray that at every layer of the church from the highest leadership to the lowest kind of like just ordinary consumer of church that there would just be, yeah, hunger birthed um, in the church for what God's doing. And we we would respond, like, here's the thing, as Christians, you know, we, we don't mean it to be a cliche that God's in control, that God knows what he's doing, um, and that God can use all things for the good for those who are in Christ. We believe that, that right now, God is using this to form his church. Mm-hmm. And I hope That's we good. will respond. Right. I hope we, we will respond with passion. I hope we, we will respond with praise, with mission. Like, you know, I think it was Mark Driscoll who posted, like, the world's freaking out right now because of two things. We've realized we're not in control and death is inevitable. Yes. Right? Two things Jesus answers for us. Mm-hmm. He is the way, the truth, and life. Like, answered. Right? Yeah. And, um, and he's resurrection and he's hope. And so I pray that we will be like 
I just, I, yeah, that, that renewed church. I don't know. And, and, and it starts in the individuals. Like, like we talk about the church as like some corporate like entity, which it is, but like the church is made up of individual people being fully renewed in God. And, and so I pray for our church that that will happen. Like, and maybe that's something that we need to challenge each other in, right? As kind of the prayer people of the church, right? Sam's leading our prayer ministry. I'm the teaching vision pastor that we need to be praying that God renews our church so much. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. we pray for even on like our, our prayer nights, right? When, when we're getting together, it's like just praying for our church and praying God does something in our church because like, I don't want us to come back. My biggest fear, and this actually makes me afraid, is, is not that we... Not that we as a church aren't producing as much as some other church, because we can't. We're a church plant. This was like we were one of those churches that this shouldn't have hit for. <laughs> we we don't have the the total resource right to be all we could be at this time. But that's not even what what I'm worried about, right? Because we can do podcasts, and we can do these other things. What what I'm worried about um, is that we will end this season and be no more hungry. Yeah, and and be just as like. Well, just the same level, like hopefully not decline, but just complacent. We got tired. We got whatever. We we checked out a little bit. Um, like that's my biggest fear as a pastor yeah. is that our teams aren't stronger, that that our passion isn't higher, which it sounds weird when it's like all disconnected digital and all this stuff. But like if God has chosen 2020 to be this year of disruption, may we be disrupted into a higher level of holiness yeah disrupted into a higher level of like of holy dissatisfaction with how life is mm-hmm. um to see that this you know this 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 tale of this kind of secular human utopia that we believe we can get to it's not true yeah <laughs> there is there there's life um in the presence of god like that's what we need i hope that our church is shaken from that i fear um, truly fear I pray about it that we would not come out of this season um, and be more passionate I just I hope that is the I believe it's going to be the case FYI church I believe that I'm praying for it um, but that'd be my biggest fear as a pastor is that we actually don't take advantage of God's disruption right now